It's time again for a segment I really look forward to, and that is always learning with our friends from Barry and Risa. We have Superintendent Eric Hopstock joining us. Hello, Eric. How are you? Hello, Johnny. How are you doing this week? I'm doing great. Always good to chat with you and learn more about the great things at Barry and Risa. I was just talking with you guys a little bit ago. So this is something that not only is the name uh, of the segment always learning, but I'm always learning, and I think the the community is too about all the cool things you guys do at Barry and Risa. So uh, who are we going to be talking with and what are we going to be focusing on? Yeah, we're going to be uh, talking with Sarah Dye. She wears many different hats here, but one of the hats that she wears is coordinating the McKinney-Vento uh, grant, uh, which deals with homeless students. And schools have a responsibility on working with homeless students, and it can be complicated, mm -hmm. and you need to coordinate those efforts. So one of the things we do here is we coordinate those efforts, and Sarah does an exceptional job at that. So she's with us today um, to talk about some of those things that we do for homeless students. Well, hello, Sarah. Good to see you. Hello. How are you? Good. Uh, so tell me, what does it mean to be housing insecure? Well, housing insecure really looks different than if you were to like Google homeless and sure. click on images, you're going to see something that looks classic of what people would think, somebody that's unsheltered living on the streets, things like that. But housing insecurity looks really different, um, especially from the McKinty Vento uh, grant side of it. Or the, um, we look at anyone who is lacking that place to call their own. It's mm -hmm. not a fixed, regular or adequate nighttime resident. Yeah, so, this could be yeah. unsheltered, doubled up, hotel, motel, sure. different things like that. So there's different categories. Okay. So does Berrien County really have a problem with uh, you know students and, and people uh, being housing insecure? We do. Unfortunately, wow. we do. Um, and that's kind of, uh, kind of disheartening for yeah. an educator and someone who works with children that we have students that are struggling with this. Now, tell me a little bit more about this McKinney-Vento project and what it's all about. So what McKinney-Vento does is we are here to help eliminate the barriers to education, all things education, whether it's to transportation, getting to and from school, whether it's the supplies needed for school, um, whether it's welfare items and just getting boots and a winter coat. Um, it could be anything from, hey, I want to take an AP class and I don't have the money for the fee. Mm. So those are some of the things that we do. We just try to make every student have barrier-free chances at an education. Yeah, you mentioned breaking down some of those barriers. What are some of the other services that you, you provide? So some of the things that we also do, um, we do professional development for our locals. So we train not only each district has a liaison, but we're working to train the staff there too. So how do they identify? How does your school bus driver know what it looks like? Sure. Can they see a sign? Um, your lunchroom monitors, your teachers, your custodial staff, your coaches. So we're constantly working on that training. Um, other options we have for students are, let's face it, sometimes our housing insecure mm -hmm. um, attendance is an issue. And yeah. so we have opportunities with tutoring. Um, we can help with some of like the early childhood programs and how to get them linked to that and help with any barriers for fees around those as well. Now, how is the, the McKinney uh, program like this, the McKinney-Vento project, how is it funded? So this is a national um, grant. It's net nationwide. We do this. And then the state of Michigan, obviously, then they get a portion and they we do a grant for it 
Um, and we just started our new grant cycle, but we write a grant and we kind of say what our needs are, um, what we've experienced going off of some of the data in our area, and how can we help to eliminate those. And so that's kind of where the grant comes in at the state level, and we then get the money going so we can help these kiddos. Yeah. Now, Sarah, what should families do if they're experiencing some housing instability? So every district has a homeless liaison. Um, They should reach out. Um, Sometimes they may not know who that liaison is, um, but that's okay because they can always reach out. Every district has someone in each building that's the point of contact. And usually that's our secretary or administrative assistants. And they're the ones that kind of help identify that and help guide them into the proper direction. Um, If they really don't feel comfortable doing that, they can always reach out through the Bering Visa as well, and I can direct them into the correct people. Okay. We're always learning with our friends from Barry and Risa. We have Superintendent Eric Hopstock. We also have uh, Sarah Dye joining us to talk about the uh, McKinney-Vento project. Uh, now, tell me a little bit more about some more data, because as you mentioned, there is uh, you know, a lot of housing insecurity within Berrien County. What are some of the data trends here in the area that, and, and what are the, how have these numbers, uh, have they gone up or have they gone down? So right now, um, I've got some probably about six years of data um, that I've really been working from. Um, We saw a peak in our data um, right around that 18, 19 year. Um, Our numbers were at the best or the highest. I don't know if you want to say best. It's that kind of double-edged sword that you want to say. It's great because we're identifying, but it's super sad that we're having to identify that many. But um, our our numbers were um, the highest for Berrien County at that 18, 19 year. Um, So that was... Um, we have since, with COVID, seen a little bit of a downward spiral. Um, again, people, that's that, they think of it as a positive. Well, you're not identifying as many, but mm-hmm. we really know that we're under-identifying still as well. So we are currently back up. Um, in the past two years, we've seen a trend of the numbers start to increase again. Um, but nationally, our numbers are very consistent of what's happening everywhere. So we've seen that dip right after COVID and now they're slightly starting to come back, but we're still not back to where we were prior to COVID. Now, if a student is experiencing uh, housing issues, uh, do the other students know about this? No, this is a need to know basis. Um, In fact, one of the things we really stress with our parents is if we identify you as eligible, um, we're not calling CPS. Sure. That is not our job. Housing insecurity is is not a reason for us to call CPS. Obviously, we're mandated reporters and we see other things. That's a different story. But we are here to help you link to resources to kind of break the cycle. We want you to get established in a home. We want you to be able to provide the basic necessities for your children. And we'll do anything we can to help assist in that. That is amazing. Uh, and great work that you guys are doing uh, and continue to do for those students in our community. Uh, Eric, anything you'd like to add? I think one of the things, this is critical. Uh, mm-hmm. I can personally tell you of a student that we had in one of our programs actually left the state, went someplace else, moved to South Bend, but because that student's last resident district where they were stable was ours, we worked with the state of Indiana to get that kid back in our program. And so it really required some logistics mm-hmm. because you're working with Indiana and Michigan and school districts and transportation 
but you go through those headaches because you want that student to have a sure. solid, uninterrupted. Um, so it's great work. It's it's difficult, mm-hmm. um, and we do know that there are. Uh, students and families out there that need to be in the program that aren't. COVID really upset the ca- apple cart, so to speak. And so we're working to get those kids identified, not for I- the sake of identification, sure. but for the sake of getting them what they need. Absolutely. Absolutely. Sarah, if we want to find more information on that project and I mean, get a hold of you guys and maybe talk about that, if maybe there is somebody that's that's facing these uh, these issues, how can they get a hold of you? So they can reach me the easiest way um, is via email. Um, and that's Sarah, S-A-R-A-H dot die. That's D as in David, Y-E, at barionresa.org. They can also find that on our Barion Risa website um, and reach out. Wonderful. And Eric, if we do want to find more information about like this or any of the other uh, great things you guys do at Barion Risa, what is that website? It is barionresa.org. If you have a specific question, you can't remember who was the person. Sure. It's just info at barryandresa.org. We'll get the question directed to the person that can answer the question. Wonderful. Sarah, thank you so much for telling us all about the great work you're doing. Yes, thank you for having me. And Eric, as always, good to see you, and I'll talk to you again next week. Talk to you next week. We're always learning with our friends from Barry and Risa.